your girl Nina Montañez. Hey, yo, what to it do? It's your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Season six, Damas y Caballeros, episode number seven. You stay this. The way that was jumbled. Right. What? We are back for episode number seven of season six. If I didn't already say that already, then I'm already already in and already in and already in. Let's go already into our first section, which is El Chisme, the part of the show where we let you know what had us fucked up or jodido this past week. Y'all. Y'all, 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 I cannot make this shit up. So I'm just waking from a deep slumber, right? Slumber, slumber. And it is Tuesday morning. Tuesday. As we know, it was election day, so public schools didn't have school, right? And at like 7, I want to say like 7 o'clock, 7.15, I hear in drop top cruising the street. I hear Sulma yelling. Now, I'm assuming that somebody died. Because she's like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm like, yo, God. what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm like, yo, is this? No, no. Hi, hi, hi. Nina, Nina. And I'm like, yo, guys, I cannot make this shit up. Like, I promise you I can't. So I'm like, what? So I get out of, I get out of bed. And I'm like, what happened, Sulma? And she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. What happened, Sulma? And then she pulls out her. (laughs) She pulls out her fucking jury duty summons. And I'm looking at him like, what's the problem? It's today. Oh, my God, I don't want to get penalized. It's today. Oh, my God, I'm shaking. Oh, my God, oh, my God. And I'm like, so call them? So just go. Right. And then I was like, I looked at it and she's like, no, I don't know. And she's having like a full fucking fit. And I'm just like, relax. Tactics that I have to use with kids. <laughs> like, relax. Relax. We're going to figure this out. Did you register online when you received this summons? Mm. Yes. So why didn't you get an email that mm. was supposed to confirm when you were supposed to show up, did you go online? And you don't have to lie to me. Did you go online and did you do this the proper way? Yes, I did. So, okay, open your email. In the search box, I need you to type jury duty. There was nothing there. Mom, you sure that the computer didn't freeze and you had one of your little fits that you always have and you just stopped what you were doing and you thought you finished the process? She said... What's that? That meme says, I'm going to let God handle it because if I handle it. No, but like literally. So I was, no, because she has literal temper tantrums at the computer. Like she, like if the mouse freezes, all you hear is like she's slamming it. And I'm like, oh my, like relax. Like it's like, what are adult temper tantrums? But like elderly temper tantrums because I've seen this. They also don't have a great understanding of technology. Right. So like then they have like full blown fits. Just just chill. Give it a second. Give it a second. It'll reboot. Like relax. But anyways, so I grabbed the summons and I called the number on the the jury line on the on the card. And I'm looking at it. Mommy, it says that mommy. It says you have to be at the courthouse at eight thirty. She didn't have to drive to Peabody. She didn't have to drive to Waltham. 
She didn't have to drive to Salem, Massachusetts. It was right here in Lawrence, five minutes down the street from us at 8.30. Mommy, it's 7.15. If you don't go wash your ass, you can still make it on time if you have to be there. She's free. I don't want to get <laughs> Like, relax, sis. Okay, so I called the hotline. It says, lucky for her, by the grace of God, it was canceled. So she's, her home would switch right after that. Ah! Yes! But yes! also, but also, like, she must have had some sense of, like, jury duties coming up or something. Because how did you just did... randomly wake up and you found your paperwork? And I, I was like, <laughs> ma, because she was moving something. Like, my mother has an organized mess. I don't know how she knows where anything is. I'm not here to judge it because I, too, know how to operate in an organized mess. Probably where I learned it from. Um, but I'm just like, ma, like, that's something you, like, pin on the refrigerator. Like, you stick that to the refrigerator. You put that somewhere. You're going to see it consistently. Right. You don't hide it under a stack of books. And then this is what happens. Now, you look at what happened. You had a full-blown panic attack right. for no reason had you just been, what, responsible with your paperwork. Interesting how I'm always being treated like I'm irresponsible. <laughs> but guess what happens when I have jury duty? I make a note of it. Mm, thank you. Guess who hasn't missed? Me, thank you. <laughs> I haven't done jury duty since I was like 18. I've been summoned twice. And, that was an awkward and then I went all the way there. And then they end like all they of us end, were in yeah. the waiting room, started watching the movie. We were five minutes into like the clip and they were like, it's been solved. You guys can go home. I drove 45 minutes to watch a five-minute clip, and then you guys sent us home. Jury duty is a fucking scam. I don't care. It's a joke. It is a literal joke. And then the I other hope, time, I was I hope, out of state, uh, so I couldn't be there. Nobody hears me, but um, yeah, don't don't summon me to jury duty. Please don't. I've been dodging that bullet, thank God. So, I mean, the, uh, no, three times. That's like three times. One time I went, one time I couldn't, and I had to provide proof that I was going to be out of state during that time. And then another time I got canceled. So. No, I only went once. Whatever. Anyways, I have more for El Chisme, but I'm gonna pass it off to you, and then we could we could keep throwing it back and forth. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, I'm trying to think of how I can like put out, put this all together. Cause so I had a good session with my therapist, mm. and we discussed like you know future plans and like what. Cause I didn't really have anything to bring up. So, but I love that she like had the conversation flowing, and she was just like asking me about things that I have already mentioned. And I kind of came to the realization that I'm, like, stuck in this in-between phase of, like, I want to continue certain things, but then I want to start over brand new with everything. Mm. And it's this constant, like, wanting to refresh your life type situation. And that could also be a form of running, right? Mm. And in that, um, there are certain, like, there are certain activities with certain individuals that I need to kind of just put a stop to it. Um, I, so this is our last episode. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah so in segue. Um, no. <laughs> uh, so I had like a chill session, you know, Friday night. And, and one thing that I do not really mesh well with, and this is going to be a little controversial, but is a pick me anything. Like it can be a pick me gay, um, a pick me you know, human, whatever. I don't even care. I just hate people who can't authentically be themselves and don't know how to exist in spaces without having to be the center of attention. Like, that's weird. 
Um, I think it's weird when people say things to try to get a reaction or when people talk a certain way to try to sound a little bit more put together or just want their eyes to, you know, all eyes on me type of situation. I think that's weird. Mm. I don't know how you guys feel out there, but. But I think that's because. And I understand exactly what you're saying. I think it's because when you walk into a room, you command attention. So it's personalities like that annoy us because we don't have to go the extra mile. Right. And and let me tell you something. If you ask your friends, ask your friends if you're a pick me, because sometimes you can be a pick me and not even know it. Mm. And I think it's important to ask around and be like, yo, how was the vibe? Like, I always like to follow up the next day with whoever I was chilling with and just be like, hey, how was everything last night? Like, did it, did I do anything? <laughs> like, is it was it crazy? Um, <laughs> In other words, he might have been drunk and he's know, just trying I to just piece don't it together. Remember. Um, but uh, yeah, it was super weird. Just, you know, somebody that was there was just being really weird. And um, yeah, I was just like, you know, I got to... I got to learn to just kind of like I two things I got to learn one to walk away when I'm being like super annoyed. And if I don't have the opportunity, I mean, yeah, if I don't have the chance to walk away, then speak up and pull someone to the side and be like, hey, I feel like you're being a little like what's going on. Are you good? Like like what what is going on? No, right now? You're doing a lot like what, what are we doing? Um, but yeah, that that had me fucked up. That had me fucked up. I'm like. I hate a pick me. I really do. I don't know. Maybe it's because in dance, a lot of people are like that. Like I used to go to dance class and you used to see people who would dance in the front that had no business being in the front, but just wanted to be seen. And I was like, honey, I shine off stage. So, I mean, sure. Do that. You got that. Mm, you you no, got thank that. You. Have that. Yo, I like, I just, it is what a time. Uh, but another thing that had me fucked up with this week was how okay let's keep it a book <clears throat> how people that reach a certain level of education think that they're better than it's like oh you don't have a master's degree no i fucking don't and you could not pay me enough to go back to school but with that it then dictates how they speak to you because they think that again they are better than and understand this me gente if y'all motherfuckers are in therapy you are not better than somebody else who's not yeah you are just acknowledging that there's work that needs to be done so you can become a better version for who? Don't be a pick me. Don't be a pick me ass bitch because you go to therapy. I go to therapy. My therapist said this. Well, mm, I was talking to my therapist and like. Th <laughs> Not you bitch, sounded like me and my LGs. <laughs> like you should literally like. No, no, no. And I love that we share what we talk about with our therapist. Trust me. I love that. But when you try to use it to belittle somebody else, Oof, that's when I have an issue. Like you're trying to be better for you. You ain't trying to be better for me. And you're not better than me because you want to be better for you. Like, we, we just got to right, let's clear right, the air on that one. Right. Like this. That is a you thing. If you go to therapy because you think you're going to try to obtain some certain level of information and or knowledge to then dictate and maybe manipulate other people around you because you go to therapy, like have several seats, please. Like have several seats. That is not for you to dictate how someone else's journey looks. Look, I preach go to therapy. I preach go to therapy. Do I think I'm better than? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. 
I know that I am a work in progress, but I'm working towards its progression, not perfection. But some of y'all got it twisted out here just because you are actively doing the work and you can pinpoint that there are areas in your life in which you need to be better at does not make you better than. Period. And like, I literally Period. cannot stress that enough. Period. Do the work, shut the fuck up about it, and or if you are going to speak up about it, make sure that you are doing it in a manner at which somebody else can receive it and it's not unsolicited advice because you think that Ooh, you learned and something. And we're going to get into we're going to get into that portion right there during Caldero talk. Thank so you. stick around cuz Stick around. Stick that kindness, kindness. <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah, that had me fucked up this week because that was a realization that I had with with an individual that I was just like Dog, like, good for you. I I'm. There's a difference, though. I'm rooting for you. I don't know why you think we're up against each other. I'm rooting for you. I don't need to be present in your life to root for you. Period. Because that's giving conditional love. Ooh. What can you offer me for me to then give to you in return? I do not operate that way. I say this all the time. There are people that I've had falling out with, falling out, I've had a falling out with ooh, sense of structure um, that I still repost their shit because my love for them was never conditional. Period. You know what I mean? <laughs> that had me fucked up this week. All right. So let's close that out and head over to our next section, which is. I bendito. All right, y'all. So this is Ay Bendito, the part of the show where we go through media headlines, um, you know, anything local, global, whatever it may be, and put our opinion on it. I came across this and I was waiting for something like this to come out. Jesus, I feel so like awkward, but my microphone is having issues and the budgets. So we're it's trying limited, to I'm you know. trying to get closer to the mic so that you can hear me. Um but anyways, Yahoo News uh, reports that Aaron Carter recalls bedroom incident with Michael Jackson in posthumous, what? Posthumous? What is that? Posthumous, I think. I think posthumous memoir. Posthumous? Oh, baby, the words Posthum are Posthumous? Posthumous? They're wordy today, okay? Um, so according to this advanced copy that the New York Post has received, um... I read a little bit about it, so I'm just going to go off what I read. Mm -hmm. um, basically, Aaron Carter woke up to Michael Jackson at the end of his bed, um, just watching him sleep. And, like, that's all that was said. But it just kind of feeds into that stigma of, like, how Michael Jackson was a child predator. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't know. It's I, also weird I because it's coming out now. He, I don't know. Like... As much mental health as we today, um, you know, it is praised when you want to work on your mental health. Um, I think that and I'm not making excuses. I'm not. I don't. I just feel like if you look at Michael Jackson's history. Oh, baby, that man was not well. He wasn't well, that period. Was he well. was stuck. He was I think he was stuck in a child's mentality. And had he received the proper care and help that he needed, that probably would have been broken down further. But 
he's got like that's it like what are we still talking about like okay. he's not here uh, so according to them uh he wrote michael and i went into the main house alone and headed to his bedroom area carter writes according to the post after a while i said i was ready for bed i hadn't really thought about where i would sleep obviously there were tons of rooms in the house but he pulled out this cot next to his bed that was already made I never asked for the cot, but there it was. I didn't care. I was tired. He turned out he turned out the lights and got in his bed and we went to sleep only for him to wake up. Um, and I guess he found Michael at the foot of the cot in his tidy whitey underwear. Um, it's creepy. And I guess Aaron yelled out, what the fuck? Shouted and shook him a little to wake up. Go back to your bed. It's just weird. It's weird. Uh, it's weird to see this picture of Michael that they used. <laughs> like, we could have got. We could have done Michael a little bit better. Um, I don't know. I'm not a Michael Jackson fan, so I'm. I and I'm not an Eric Carter fan either. Um, so, but it's just what I found weird about it is that now that um, Aaron has passed, the story is coming out. Aaron has spoken about um, this in the past, but not to this detail. So I wonder if it was really him that wrote it or if somebody's. You know, throwing well, did like Aaron went through like a lot or whatever. So like, I guess isn't there some there was beef between him and his brother as well? Yep, like, yep, yep. Um, and we all know the the dark history of the music industry, right? Like right. all the grooming and everything that has to happen, um, which I'm a firm believer. Well, I but. saw I saw um online that in a memoir that um Hillary Duff and this could be totally fake or whatever, but I was like, oh. Um, that she lost her virginity to him at 13. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, isn't it always fun when like someone passes and then like here comes. All these things come out. Um, like if you weren't going to say it before, can we just like. Let's leave it alone, son. Yeah, let it go. Um, so on the topic of music, Christina Aguilera has a documentary in the works and supposedly Christina Aguilera has granted unprecedented access, meaning they're going to talk about a lot of shit. And Christina's story is pretty intense. Um, I feel like that's like one story. Like I never, but it was probably in the shadows because of Britney. What was going on with Britney? Yeah. So like, um, report, uh, deadline reports that Christina, this is from the grape juice.net. Um, her management rock nation and time studios have teamed up to tell the songbird story raw and unfiltered in an um, incoming special Per the announcement, uh, Christina Aguilera allows unprecedented access. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. I can't wait for that to come out. I love documentaries. I love docu uh, documentaries about singers and yeah. hearing about the shit. Especially when they get to speak their yes. truth. Yes. Not several documentaries once they're already dead like the and you can't Beyonce, get it from them. The A Million Beyonce documentaries that she hasn't approved. <laughs> <laughs> Like you telling what? No, story? the closest one that we got to it was when she. I, well, when the ones that, that she does, I live for. Like I binge watch those all the time. Yeah. Um, just cause I like I love watching an artist's journey. Um, the back, the backstage, the rehearsals, the behind the scenes that that you know the photo shoots and everything, everything that led up to the product. I love watching stuff like that. Like that documentary that she dropped when she created the album four. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh baby. Yep. The way I was on putlocker.com streaming that illegally, baby, you couldn't tell me no, no wrong. It was at least once a week at that time. Maybe that's why I was so inspired. I don't know. 
I was just like, I nah, live with for that this. one clip of her in the studio singing "I Care." Ooh, and you heard that like that rasp. Oh, she also was in the water. I think that's the one that she was in the water. That scene was so beautiful. Like the drone was just going up, and she's just laying in the water, and she's like, "When I'm in the water, I feel free." And I'm like, "Wasn't that for Ivy Park?" Oh, I don't know. There's 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 a lot of Beyonce's, uh, <laughs> but I just I loved it. Mm. Um, what you got? What um, you got? So a Texas school teacher told his black students that he was a white supremacist. Told his black and student that he was shout a white out to these individuals. Shout out to these um, these young black men um, and women in the classroom that held their composure. One was recording. And the boys facilitate the conversation with their teacher. Like they were like, so, so you're racist. Like they were they, and then they were like, yo, bro, I'm not even gonna hold you. I had a lot of respect for you, but um, I don't anymore. They they conducted themselves like super well in a especially with in today's climate, like where they could have just wowed out right. and walked out the classroom. They literally sat there and they listened to what this man was saying and they were like, Yeah, no, nah, we don't agree. But this is the thing is, is that we are shedding light on com- this isn't new. These are conversations that are having pri- that are being had privately that are now becoming public. And these are policies and systems that are publicly put into place. And we still act like it is not ingrained within the DNA of this country. Mm. Y'all got to remember, this country is young. Our, compared to other nations, we are still young. And a, and a lot of our history has to do with racism. So, so with that, it's like you got again. There's still so many people that are still alive from the Jim Crow era, and they're probably only like in their sixties, early sixties and up. And it's like these people are still working. They're still in schools. They're still educating our youth. And the fact that this man feels so safe. The fact that this man feels it's so safe. Think about it. He's in Texas. He's a white it's man. Texas. Let me tell you something about Texas. They are racist. Stop talking. Like I don't give like Texas. Y'all couldn't survive a snowstorm. We. <laughs> y'all built different. It's fine. Y'all couldn't survive five inches of snow. We Anyways. love our Texas listeners. We do. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you if you're of color and you feel me. But like if you are. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, so with that, I just, it's just, oh, like the fact that this man felt so comfortable to say this out loud to his black students. This Wait, man does so not. This man told a black student. No, 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 no. He, this man literally in his classroom while they were in class, uh-huh. it was a table, a group of, there was black men, uh, a black young men. That were sitting there, and as he was talking, he was like, "I am, he was, I am a, I'm a supremacist." Like, oh, so I believe he's literally said, "I believe my race is the superior race." You can't even handle sun. So where you? Can we add crickets to that? (laughs) the, The conversation ends right there. Like you weren't meant to be here. There was a TikToker that said, "I am not going back and forth to somebody whose arch nemesis is the sun." I love it. I love it. Oh, I am the superior race. Bitch, your skin is literally telling you you were not meant for this earth. Like, you can't even protect yourself from the sun. Dog, I I just, it's, it's. Maybe that's why white people love having nine to five jobs. 
like office jobs because they're inside, you know, they're protected, they're good. And then you got uh, you got brown folk outside. And no, then you got landscaping. Someone like, nah, then you got someone like me inside, and I'm struggling because ain't no sun in sight. Yo, no vitamin D. Duh, we be dying. I'm like, yo, I gotta go outside. I need to get. I need <laughs> to feel the sun theory. on my skin. I'm gonna die on that hill. Let it be. That's my theory. <laughs> I'm gonna die on that. Um, but yeah, that's that is that's what I had for that. Um, and then other thing. Black Panther or uh, Wakanda Forever. If you have not seen it, I promise you it is worth it. Did you see it? I saw it last night. Oh, <laughs> lady, lady. It was so good. And also, fun fact, there was scenes in Boston. Also scenes in oh, Puerto I Rico. I do also, they were also scenes shot in Puerto Rico. Like a good portion of like. And I just, oh my God, like the way. It's just the way that they introduced this new Marvel um Without saying too much, the way they intro the introduction of like a uh, not a, they're not new to Marvel, but new to the the, the, the cinema, like new to the cinema of it, like the the Hollywood aspect of it. It's obviously they were already in the comic books. Now we're bringing it back, which I found out that the who they introduced Maybe, is one of the original is, because my because my um my sisters my older sisters um. Man was talking to me about it. We went to the movies together, like all of us went, um, and we were all talking about it. And he was telling me, he was like, yo, like, this is one of the, like, originals, like, in the comic books. Um, they're just now, they were trying to figure out how, because he, he likes the comic books. And he was like, the way that they introduced it, they couldn't just drop them in. Like, it needed to make sense. Mm. And it's just, it was such a beautiful way that they brought together two cultures. And black and brown people are now... I'm not going to say too much, but the, it was just watch the, the black and brown people come together. Um, but it was it's a beautiful Somebody movie. Somebody asked me on um, Friday, oh, are you... Uh, a great dedication to um, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Wakanda Forever. Like, um, they were like, did you see... Um, are you going to see Wakanda Forever? I'm like, honey, I didn't even watch Wakanda. And they're like... Black Panther? I know. They're like, that's how you know this nigga's never... I'm like, I don't have the attention span for a movie. It's given I'm falling asleep the first 10 minutes. I watch YouTube videos. I'm on that 10 to 12 minute rate. Like, that's oh, where I'm at. Dang. Your yeah. attention span dropped. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like absolutely like, please, if you have not watched it, please go watch it. It was so beautifully done. It. I think the I last cried, movie that I like, ever saw <laughs> that was like along those lines of like Black Panther was um, av Avatar. I went to the movie theaters to see that. And that was a drag. That movie, I heard, wasn't that movie like stupid long? It was so long. It was so good. The graphics were good and everything, but yeah. I cheat, cheat. Damn, I was going to say something. Then I have an, man. oh, baby, I came ready. Oh, because, um, so I had a friend who called me, and this kind of goes with El Chisme, but still along the lines of this, because he was like, hey, so he's like, I'm just having a moment. Do you have a chance to talk? And I was like, yeah, like, let's talk. I have 15 minutes till I got to go to the gym. You could talk with me on the drive. And he's like, I was watching a TikTok, and it made me feel a way because this TikToker was basically saying, um, if you do not have black parents, then you, if you are Latino and do not have black parents, then you are not black. And I was like, I'm like, for, I was like, first and foremost, if you walk into the room, baby, like he's, he's very like dark skinned. I'm like, if you walk into the room, you're not even going to be considered Puerto Rican. Like, let's be very clear about that. Second is. Oh. <laughs> I was able to put We're going to edit that out. Um, so yeah, uh, it was just like weird. And I had to like explain to him like how I've 
felt like that when, um, you know, the big movement was happening during the pandemic and that's all that we were seeing and it consumed me and I needed to get 23andMe because I needed to figure out, like, am I this? Am I not? Like, what am I? But like, you are. I am. I am. And that's why I told them that's why I identify as Afro-Latino. I'm like, you are Afro-Latino too. Like, you... That that's part of your roots, baby. You My can see it in your like, face. You we already see. have so many people out against us that it's like, why are you sitting there policing somebody's blackness? And, I, and I just because them, they like, weren't raised, I was like, for shits and giggles, was the creator white? Yes. Okay, then the conversation stopped right there. <laughs> <laughs> the creator was white. Yeah, yeah. He didn't share the video with me. I asked him to share. He, I think he forgot, but. Yeah, he was just like... I'd be he, interested to see this video. Yeah, he was like... Because, listen, I, white people, white people, <laughs> stop inviting yourselves into spaces you do not belong in. You, like, why are you trying to police, like, what Hispanics considering themselves Afro-Latino? And not only that, white people aren't the only ones doing it either. Yeah, there are black creators that are doing it too. Yeah. And... You know, I had a, a creator that was like that referenced me as a white Latina. Baby, I don't have white features. I get real light skin in the some in the winter time. And That's about it. It's but we have to stay inside. We live in the East Coast. Thank you. But my <laughs> thing is, is like the I still never made a response to that video because I was like, girl, you're you're trying to prove a point, and I'm sure you have followers that are gonna listen to you. And she has a great following on YouTube. Shout out to you, sis. I don't need to tear somebody down in order to feel better than. Um, I'm sure I'm sure face. her content reaches who it needs to reach. However, the reference of like a white Latino and then my, I sent it to my boys and my boys were like, this, here's an article on why a white Latino does not exist. Like, this is not a thing. This is something else that was then added on to to push the rhetoric that of. Um, so I just I, I hate that because I'm like, I don't I don't know what I didn't do. Twenty three of me. I don't know what my percentage yeah. is, but what I do know is that I've never denied it. Right. And that's the difference between a lot of our people is that right. they're denying their African ancestry. I've never denied it. I always knew there was a little, you know. I, I just don't know what that number looks like, but I've never denied it. And nor am I white passing. I'm not white passing. Right. I've I, Listen, I've been followed in stores. Right. I've been, same. I've I've been um Even up to racist turn I've been, you know, the slurs, all of like I've I've lived the experience of a black of a brown person in America. I've I don't know what it's like to benefit from white privilege. Right. You know what I mean? It's fucking annoying. Anyways, moving on. White people, white peopling in Arizona for the next clip. An Arizona teacher accused of filming porn inside her eighth grade classroom. Mm. What are we doing? With the students? Without. Listen, I saw the headline. I said, what is going on? And then there was another one. A white woman was arrested because she killed another, another woman that was pregnant to steal her unborn child. What is going on? What? What is going on? I mean, it's on? it sounds about right given their history. It sounds up it sounds about it sounds about white. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. I think we could wrap it up there, honestly. Let's close that section out and head over to our next section, which is Caldero Talk. All right, mi gente, welcome to Caldero Talk, which is the part of the show where we are going to give you the meat, the topic, and we're going to dissect and discuss said topic, 
and hopefully leave you feeling good and or a little bit more knowledgeable than when you showed up. Nice and full. <laughs> Jenna. Um, all right. So today's topic, uh, we alluded to it earlier in Ooh, El Chisme. LOL. I always think it's funny, like the words that he thinks are fancy that I use on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> so, hey, sometimes I use big words too, and then people are like, I'm like, you know, I'm a little hood fabulous over here. A little hood fabulous. <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, so feedback. And right now we are in feedback season. We are in evaluation season as we approach the end of the year. If you work a nine to five job, you know what I'm talking about. You are going to be receiving feedback from your supervisor. You are going to be receiving um, your evaluation. That's going to dictate if you deserve 3% increase um, in your pay. But when I started to think about that in the season um, that we're in, I was thinking about how so many of us speak about becoming better versions of ourselves mm. whatever that might look like yeah. and how prepared are we really to receive feedback when what we're doing might not jive with some with something that someone else is doing how do we maneuver in a space that's both unfamiliar to you and the people around you yeah but how like would you be open to feedback um, or how do you receive feedback? So, I, I mean, I'm pretty open to feedback. Uh, sometimes I do wish that if, so when I'm going to give feedback and I know it's not going to be received, well. no, I know it's not going to be what you want to hear. I ask. So that's like my little trick. Like I'll ask you like, is it okay for me to chime in? Like, do you want my feedback? Um, cause sometimes people just want to be heard, you know? So it's like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like when I'm giving feedback, people are so free to just share. You talking reckless? Yeah. And uh... then, and then it leaves me sitting there like, you said that with your chest. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if I should be listening to you or you throwing hands. Passion. I don't is know. Is there a, like something you good? Like, so you want to talk um, about it? I think feedback I love giving feedback. I love getting feedback. I think it's I essential. Hate, I hate when it comes when people don't know how to deliver a message mm. and they try to like, again, be a pick me and try to do like this whole sermon. And you're just like, you could have just said you didn't like it. You didn't need to give right. me all of that. Like, you, you know, so I was I thinking. I also hate the, the, per, the person that gives you feedback and then, oh shit. The person that gives you feedback and then devalues your work. Ooh. Because it's not up to par with what they think. And then I also hate a person who gives feedback but knows nothing about what they're talking about. Or doesn't preach about what like I recently had doesn't practice what they preach. Honey, I recently Mm. had somebody that gave me some feedback and was like, you know, I'm worried about your health. And I was like, Why? Like, I'm good. And Oh, cause you know, you know, you got really drunk last time, and I'm like, yeah, what we were drink like, what I'm, what are we doing here? And you know, don't sit there and tell me you're worried about my health, baby. Like, do you know my schedule? Do you know what I do for my health? Do you know how how for ninety nine percent of the week I'm pretty good, and then I have that night that I just go out and I, you know, I let loose a little bit. Um, you don't practice healthy. This person, you know. I don't know this person, um, how their day to day is, but 
for me. First of all, if I don't know what your day to day look like, you ain't about to comment on my day to day. You could get the fuck up out of here with that bullshit I just right now. It's weird, and it's like you don't know people. You don't know people well enough to share that. And be like, hey, I'm worried about your health. Say First that. of all, that say that that is dangerous in itself. Like, you don't know if I suffer from what's that, which I think I have body a little dysmorphia? bit of dysmorphia. Um, no, um, it's like when you when you think that you're sick and you have like this phobia of like always getting hypochondriac. Yes, something like that. Um, right. Something like that. I think that one has to do with germs. There's germophobia. Oh, okay. So then no. But anyways, you don't know if. Uh, people process information like that the same so when you say a statement like that i'm worried about your health it's kind of like i like i took i was like whoa what the fuck what do you mean you worried about my health the fuck i did shit you know so yeah sometimes feedback is not always wanted um think before you speak i think that's super important i try to practice that think before you speak because sometimes we say some reckless ass shit mm. and then we get surprised when the person is reacting in a negative way and we're like but I'm just saying the truth. Uh, that's that right your there. truth, baby. I mean, I was just saying. Somebody had to say it. No, nobody had to say you it. You was just saying, but you should have just stayed shut. That's what you should have done. Here's my thing, though. So to go off of that. And timing. Sorry. This is, timing, timing, yes, timing. Yes. This falls into that mentality of, uh, oh, well, someone had to say it. Well, I'm just being real. And it's like. But are you nobody's though, questioning? This is what I love. This is what I love. And I'm going to interject. David. This is what I love is that when people are like, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm like, babe, you don't even practice what you're preaching. So how real are you being? You're sitting here and calling me out, baby. Look at you. Look. It's Listen, struggling. every time you point a finger, there's three pointing back at you. It's struggling, baby. Like, what are you really worried about? Sorry, the LED light is falling back there. LOL. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um so oh, I like to go into that I like there's impact versus intent. Your intent might have been to let somebody know of a concern that you had while giving this feedback. But you didn't think about the impact of your words. So there's and I I I talk about intentionality all the time. You need to be super intentional and read the room, understand your audience. If you know that someone isn't good at receiving feedback, you might want to tread lightly. But if this person has asked for feedback, that doesn't mean you go you a straight shooter. That doesn't mean you come out the gate like just spraying the room like no, 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 no. You still want to be mindful of how they want to receive feedback. So ask people how how would you like to receive feedback? I hate, I genuinely hate when people say. Oh, you can give it to me straight. No, 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 no. I've never met a person in this life who says I like my feedback straight and meant that shit. Never in my life. Because if you like your feedback straight, then there's no boundaries in when, how, when it's delivered and how it's delivered. If you're going into the bathroom and I'm like, yo, let me talk to you real quick. I didn't like the fact that you said X, Y, and Z. That's not the time or the place, but you needed it straight up though. You said you'd like the feedback straight up. <laughs> I felt it right then and there in that moment. So I told you straight up. Now you're pissed at me because I caught you at a wrong time. Even if you are, if you re you'd like to receive feedback straight up, there needs to be boundaries set in what think, that looks like. I also like. think that a person that says that they like their feedback straight up hasn't had the time to sit down and think about a boundary. And they, they've only been, They've only been um, witness to feedback that is toxic. I'm going to keep it a buck. The only times I've ever heard somebody say I like my feedback straight up were, were white people. That's the only time I've ever heard somebody say I like my feedback straight up. 
Ne- never in my life working with people of I like color. My I have heard that shit. With consent. Ooh, That's me. I like that. I'd like, you know, you know, can I be straight up with you? Like, ask me. Even though, yes, I can handle it. But, but do you have a relationship with me? Because that, that's gonna dictate how I, I and I have it. had to tell people like you know do you want to hear my opinion and I've respectfully been like no honestly I don't sorry like I don't know if the whole give me my feedback straight up thing is like a a sense of like toughness like oh I could take it I'm tough I'm tough until you leave work crying every other day because you thought somebody was talking shit and not only that <laughs> but we're going into you know a lot of gathering season um you know. Don't also feel, you know, don't also give your family feedback that they're not wanting. Be like, don't go. Yeah, but like also make sure you whoop somebody's ass if they're giving you feedback <laughs> that you didn't ask for. It's, it's, y el novio season. Y el novio season. So we're, we're not doing that. Like, understand, like, oh, you think you funny? Bad. You thought I was feeling you? Nah. That titi a dub. <laughs> Yo, I think, um, yeah, this is that season. You know, we've talked about this before. I think every time the season comes around, we always try to remind you guys to start doing the mental work. And you don't need to be present if it's not going to be good for your mental health. Period. You don't need to go. Go pick up a plate. Ask somebody to pack you a plate. I also recently had a conversation with somebody who I shared that experience with of like how I was avoiding a certain gathering because of certain people that might be there mm. and you know their family and i love all my family down yes i'm here for her, but sometimes i'm just not in a mental space to be around all of that yeah so i ch- pick and choose what events i want to show up at what i want to do and like my mom has gotten to understand that and mm-hmm. i'm just like you know you know if i'm if i'm good i'm good but if i'm just like been having a few down days and this just landed on it it's giving very much i'm gonna see you at the next one i'm gonna catch you there um so and the other person was telling me, like, maybe you should just have a conversation with that person uh, who's making you feel like that. And I'm like, I understand that. And I'm so here for that. But sometimes you can't conversate with people because they don't have the capacity to see where they ever did wrong, because in their mind, yep. they're just being themselves. And there it wasn't that serious. And I love when people follow up with it's not that serious. Oh, but it, but is, it is because you have f- to follow up with that. And I feel that way. And I feel <laughs> and, I fe- and, I fe- and it, it feels serious to me. So this is what and then it's serious because I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around. It's giving you. Check your energy. Check your ego. Like. Ugh, like I can't. I don't know, but um, yeah, we are going into that season. So here is your warning: start doing the mental work and whatever you need to do to prepare for these holiday gatherings. Mm. Remember that alcohol and when you are drunk and you you're in your head, you're like, I'm gonna say, babes, don't don't do it. Take it from me. I've learned that numerous times. We wanna make it to Navidad. <laughs> We want to make it to Navidad. Um, check your ego at the door when you're with your family because you know that there is going to be family that isn't doing the mental work, that isn't anything, is just going to show up. There's always a drunk via, the, uh, always the drunk deal. There's always the cousins that are coming back from that walk. And you just never know. Yep. You just never know. There's a lot, yep. a lot going on in one room. So just be very but careful. But also with that. with that, if you do show up, knowing that you can leave. Yeah. I think people as a kid don't though, get as that. a kid, like yeah, oh, the moment you say some wild shit, that's my cue to head out. Y'all can't say I didn't show up. I showed up. Y'all got disrespectful. I'm about to head out, and I love that about being an adult. Because when you were a kid, you were just stuck there. You couldn't go anywhere. 
I'm going to jump in my car and I'm going to take my little ass home. But also, if you are on a, on a journey, uh, a self-love journey, uh, a spiritual journey, whatever your journey looks like right now, if you find yourself in a space or in rooms, given that it's holiday season, that's what we're talking about, if you are in these rooms, do not let their negativity dictate you, how you shine. Because it's going to be really easy to fall back into old ways because family, especially within the Latin community, is our kryptonite. Mm. It's like we want to love you so bad, but loving you hurts me, so I got to go. You know what I mean? And it's I'll sit in, I'll go, I'll sit in a corner, mind my business. You say some slick shit, you always on your phone, yes the fuck I am. Did you have a topic you wanted to talk about? Oh, no, nah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Now, I'm going to lose cannon. I'm, you dish it out. You better be able to eat that shit because I'm going to serve it right back to you. I come here, I come you. But if you are on these journeys and you can and you feel like you can be in these spaces, don't let anybody dictate that or dictate how it looks when you are in that space. If you need to walk into the next room and be like, all right, this conversation is not serving me anymore. Okay, let me go see what my uncles are up to. And, like, walk into the other room, like, I get it. I do love my family, but I know that I have my limits. Understand your limits this holiday season. Yeah. Period. I, I, I definitely agree. I spend majority of the time with the ladies, obviously. Um, actually, <laughs> For well, obvious not, reasons. <laughs> not, not obvious, but I, I just really like seeing my grandmother happy and like cracking jokes and seeing her laughing. And like, I try to think of how, like, how probably life is boring now because she's retired and obviously all the health conditions. And I'm like, Let's just make her happy. Let's get her drunk. You know, I'll be throwing her a few shots. And <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Do your thing. I am that. <laughs> so I'm usually ah. always with them. But, um, you know, sometimes I hear the conversations in the other rooms. Mm. And I'm like, yep. Same ass right here. This is where I belong. No, but like same literally. Same ass right here. Cause the, and let me, say, let me just say something else that's a little bit off topic. But stop we asking here, people here. about how their job is going. What, what is that? What is that mentality? How's work? It's working. <laughs> Every time I see certain people the they, they, in the family, they're like, oh, how's work? The same as it was last time. Bullshit. Like, I don't want to talk about work. How about how are you doing? Work. Start asking people, how are you doing? No, really. How are you doing? Like what? How's the podcast going? It's going well. Oh, what are you talking about this season? Oh, now we're talking about something I can talk about. Oh, you know, we have seasons. Oh. Oh, okay. Which one did you mm. did you hear that prompted you asking me about it? Mm. LOL. Um, but to circle back, there's gonna be a lot of unsolicited feedback this season. No, I don't care if you think I gained weight. I don't care if you think I lost weight. I I don't care. Oh, baby, the weight the weight one it be killing me. That should be killing me. That no. shit kills me when they're Te like, rebajo. okay, and you it's did like it. you just ne it's like never good enough. Either you, you look, look too really skinny. good. It's oh, never you, you look good. You, no, I, I get the oh you look really good, but you know you look good like when you were a little thicker too. And I'm like, damn, damn. I, trust me when I say I'm I eating. I started. I started to flip it on people like, oh, tú estás gordito. I'm like, y tú también. And then it becomes that <laughs> awkward laugh of, this is what I'm saying. I'm a loose cannon. Don't say some slick shit because I'm gonna say some slick shit right back. And listen, Sulma already knows. Mommy, yo, anybody says something about the side of their neck, I'm, I don't, no, nope, I don't need you to defend me. Uh, nothing, nothing. Because y'all been walking around here for years being unchecked. It's time to check y'all. It's time to get verified. That's it. 
All right, y'all. Let's close out this Caldero talk and head over to our last section of the show, which is... A reposar. All right, mi gente. Welcome to Reposar. Which is the part of the show where we are going to leave you with any affirmations, announcements, any feel-good moments to just wrap it up and cleanse thy palate after the fullness of Caldero Talk. So, damn, that was a really good intro. I know, it was, it was, was really selling nice. it. That was. It was selling. It sold. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a quote, um, but I just want to remind everybody that there's about seven weeks left of this year. Um, a lot can happen in seven weeks mm-hmm. if you put in the work. We're also going into, you know, um, the holiday season is in full effect. Um, so whatever it needs to, whatever you need to do before the end of this year, get to it. Don't be one of those January 1st girls. Because the way the gym is about to be packed in January. Hey, I'm, listen. I, I'm, I'm here for it. If that's I'm what you want to do. I'm here for it. If that's what you want to do. Ask but you can how something start, is used. You can start. <laughs> I can't wait for the Planet Fitness clips to come. Anyways, um, I actually have to sign up for Planet Fitness. I'm cute. sick, but only because I'm gonna be away for the holiday. LOL, y'all don't need to hear this, but whatever. I'm gonna be away for the holiday, <laughs> and I'm not about to be stuck in a house for a week. So Ooh. I need to get a membership to go leave the house for a little bit. Well, don't. It's gonna be twenty. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So start doing the work, start doing whatever you need to start doing for the end of this year so that you can have a good transition into the new year. You know, that's all I have to say. Um, You stay. Honestly, the only quote that I can think of that comes to mind for this season is protect your peace. And I've had I've said this quote numerous times. Um, but I think this is, this is going to be the time where you're going to be tried the most. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's not your job, if it's not your spouse, your partner, if it's not kids, if you have them, if it's not, um, you know, family, for some reason, as jolly as the season might be, you got some people who don't live up to that. Grinchy. They're a little grinchy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so with that, uh, protect your peace. Protect your peace at all costs. Leave if you have to leave. Grab your plate and bounce because you don't want to be upset and hungry. Pick a struggle. <laughs> don't be an idiot. <laughs> Take the food. Take the food. You know, clear it out. <laughs> Take the calderos. <laughs> Take it all. <laughs> Couple extra pasteles. Go ain't ahead. nothing wrong with that, bro. No, no, no. We're not going to judge you. Because, yeah, I'm pissed and I'm taking the plate. Because you think I'm going to be sitting in my crib watching a movie now? <laughs> Hungry bitch? You stupid. <laughs> stupid bitch, how you figure. <laughs> <sighs> All right, y'all. My name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.